Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host, Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever is on their mind and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support. And once again, welcome home. Check one, two. All right. For this first episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas, we're joined by someone very special to me, <laughs> someone very important to me. I'm sure many of you have probably had the opportunity to meet him, um, but I like to think that I probably know him in a way not anyone else on earth knows him. So, Dad, thank you for joining us today uh, and being our first guest Dude. for Welcome Home with the Katinas. So, so honored to be with you, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, glad uh, you're here. I, um, when, when you and the uncles talked to me a couple weeks ago and told me that you wanted to, you were thinking about starting a podcast, I was really excited because, you know, I listen to podcasts, I've been listening to podcasts for years now, and, you know, I told you guys this, but I think that, you know, for the last 30 plus years, the way you guys have lived your lives and earned a living and, and, and kept food on the table for us, but also just lived, um, lived out your calling. You guys have for the most part, uh, been on stage or been in front of a camera or, um, you've just been in environments where you guys are performing. Mm. And I think that what a podcast gives you guys an opportunity to do is not be those guys for 30 to 45 minutes. And so very cool. I want to encourage you, um, this is welcome home where uh, we're just at home. We're literally, literally sitting in my living room right now for, for the listeners. And, and Josh, uh, it's clean. It's clean living room. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I had a little help uh, with, with my cleaning when my dad got here. But um, yeah, we, we can talk about that later. But um, So to start off our episodes, I uh, for every episode, actually, no matter who the guest is, I have three questions that I oh. want to ask each and every guest. And so, and, and let me just say this to, to the guest uh, hearing, maybe Josh, some people know who we are, the Katinas. And then, man, my hope is that there's like people that don't have a clue who we are. And so I'm meeting with my brothers. For those of you who don't know who we are, we are five brothers. We're five of 12 kids uh, from the Samoan islands. But we've been uh, living in Nashville, Tennessee for, uh, man, 28 years. And so this podcast, is a, it's a dream come true for us. And I love what you encouraged me the other day. You and I were walking and you said, Dad, and I said, dude, what's the theme? What are we going to talk about? And you said, Dad, I'm not going to tell you the questions I'm going to ask you because I want it to be authentic, spontaneous, and... I'd like to think that we, when I say we, I'm talking about me and my brothers are authentic people, but I think you hit it, uh, the head on the, the nail on the head when you said we're so used to performing that sometimes we forget, uh, how it is just to, to not perform. So thank you for, um, preparing and, not preparing me for this. So man, I'm going to give it a go. (laughs) There you go. Well, (laughs) thank you, dad. Um, so like I said, we have three questions for you. The first two questions are, um, about things that are important to me. And then the third question will be a little bit more about you. So for question number one, dad, who is your favorite musical artist or band? Whoa. (sighs) Man, that's a great question, Josh. Um, man, that's hard for me to answer because I, I uh, I've learned what I'm. I am fifty-one. Yes, I'm fifty-one mm-hmm. now. And you know, when you're young, you kind of want to listen to what you think is cool. Everyone else is listening to. So, growing up on the islands, we. I would say most islanders, at least Samoans, let me say some I mean we we listen to uh 
Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. the Jacksons, uh, the Commodores. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, I would say that me and the uncles, me and my brothers, you know, we, we like bands because mm -hmm. that's what we were. And so we were influenced by bands. Um, Hall and Oates. Uh, on the Christian side, you know, of course, Grandpa, he didn't, <laughs> he had no idea we were listening to quote unquote like secular music. Yeah. But so uh, we grew up on uh, Andre Crouch mm -hmm. and the Disciples. That was, you know, that was kind of a cool uh, band and artist to us because we thought Andre was cool and, and Grandpa was cool with us listening to him. Mm -hmm. But over. The years, I mean, we started getting exposed to, you know, pop music, and I love pop. Yeah. I, I really like pop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I like what most people, I mean, I like, uh, I love Bieber. Mm -hmm. I love Bieber's hooks. I like Maroon 5. Um, I like Bruno. Uh, and... You know, this used to be a joke when we first moved to Nashville, which was, what did I say, 28 years ago? Mm -hmm. I think we prided our, we, we kind of prided ourselves in not being influenced by country. Mm. Like country was, man, I don't even know how to say this. Country was kind of, it was never um, said, but we were just, I, I guess... You know, we were younger, so we were too cool for country. Yeah. I, I don't know how to put it any uh -huh. other way. And I remember um, I was actually training for a marathon. Do you remember when I, I ran a marathon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in man, do you Seattle. remember how old were you, you were? Uh, I would have been like in fifth or sixth grade. So what is time. that? So like 12, 10 or 11. 10? Yeah. 11. Dude, so that would have been like 10, 13 years ago? Oh, yeah. 13. 13 yeah. years ago. Yeah. So... I mean, for those of you listening, don't, don't be too impressed. I'm not a marathon runner. I just, it was a goal that I had. I think I, I think I read one time that only what 3% of people run marathon, just know. a real small that percentage, sounds like more than maybe one percent, whatever yeah. percentage. And I thought, dude, I want to be that. I want to be the, in the small percentage of people. So anyways, when I started training for that marathon, Somehow, Tim McGraw's record, Live Like You Were Dying, mm -hmm. I think it came out. I don't yeah. even know if that was the name of the record. Yeah. yeah that, that was it? it? That's it. And, you know, on those long runs, like, well, long for me, 13 miles, you know, 16 miles, 18 miles. There was something about Tim McGraw that just kind of helped me. You know, I, I, I'd listen to the, you know normal hype music <laughs> that would kind of, you know, what's that Eminem song that was, uh, uh, well, I'm not afraid. Yeah. Not, not afraid. Not afraid. Yeah. You know, just different songs that would kind of get me going. But then I guess when I would settle in after several miles, there was something about Tim McGraw's, the, the variety of his songs on that record, man, I don't know. It spoke to my soul. Mm. So ever since then, thir I was what, 13 years now. I, I can't, I am not, let, let me say this. I, I listen to country pop, you know, I don't mm -hmm. like, I, I can't, I don't know a lot of country artists, but, um, yeah, me, are, go ahead. I, I don't either. I don't, I hardly listen to country at all, but I have friends who do growing up in Nashville and I've always heard that there's really two kinds of, of country music. There's radio country and real country. So I think if I ever listen to country, it's probably radio country. Yeah. I would have to say that. Yeah. Radio country, like you, when we're in the car and you start playing all these underground, is that what you call them? Like, like yesterday you were playing some dude I've never heard of. Oh, what I do you call that? Like, coin, just, it's like, it's real. It's I guess you could call it indie, indie, indie yeah. stuff, yeah. But so, is there a such thing as indie country? I'm sure there is. Okay, I'm not, I'm not in that scene though. Yeah, but well, so the reason I asked you that question, Dad, is music is obviously a big part of my life and. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you remember this. I, I was excited to talk to you about it, but when oh, I... Oh, wait. Can, what, can I say my favorite band yeah, of all time? Yeah, you just kind of... <laughs> I'm so ring. sorry. I got, I got down that yeah. country road. <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. That's, that's my all-time favorite. Yeah. Uh, in fact, 
We went, right? Yeah, what, we a couple went, years ago, we went, like, and uh, me, you, mom, and Eli. Alexis. It was Alexis. one of me and Alexis's first dates together. We went with you and mom. Did Amelia go, too? I think so. I think Eli yeah, and Amelia yeah. weren't married yet. That but. was one of the nights of my life. Nights of my life. Yeah, I was. I was thinking you yeah. probably. Sorry, say man. That. I got well, off track. The the reason that I was excited to ask you is because I don't know if you remember this, but it was when I I was probably in third grade or something, and I had just gotten my first iPod Nano from my uncle Dave. He he yes, bought me my first iPod, that. and so I was learning how to download my own music that I liked and and somehow you found <laughs> what I was listening to I think you were listening to like Switchfoot it was cool well was awesome. so you were fine with Switchfoot because yeah. they were because they were Christian yes man. exactly but I was also listening to some of the stuff that the kids at school were listening to and uh I won't say who the artist was but you found you you I guess you caught me listening to this music and you told me, Josh, that's bubblegum pop. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember this, but you went to the Target down the road. I've, and, I clearly yes. remember this. So my dad went to this Target down the street from, from our house. And he bought one of those old like CDs that you could buy at Target that yep. had like, it was basically like a mixtape of different um, songs. And my dad, you brought home the R&B soul 80s mix or something like Dude. that and earth wind and fire were yep. on there the commodores mm -hmm. uh heat wave yes luther vandross always was on that forever and i i always think about that time and i don't know what your motivation was back then but i actually think that that cd had a big impact on the type of music that i like and the Man. type of music i aspire to make um and so yeah, that's just a cool memory, and so I'm th thank you, Dad. I don't know wow. if I've ever said it, but thank you for getting that Target CD so me and Eli could listen to Earth, Wind, in the car. That you was... know, I, I thank you for bringing that up because there's times when you and I and Eli were just hanging, and um, I remember specifically, it was, you graduated two years ago? Uh, December 2019. So not quite two years yeah. ago. But anyways, I remember we were on this Christmas tour and Eli happened to be on that tour. Mm -hmm. And we flew from all day from California. You know what I'm about to, t to tell you? Mm -hmm. So we flew all day from California, flew into Nashville and drove down to Cleveland because you had your... Um, it's not a baccalaureate. What is it? A uh, commission. Commission yeah. service. It was on a Friday night before your graduation. And so me and Eli, man, we didn't want to miss it. We flew in, what is that, two and a half hour drive, and we get in the car, and I'm driving, and Eli's DJing, and he's playing all this music, stuff that I've never heard, but it was all influenced, like R&B, soul music, and I was thinking, I don't know, maybe it was a sense of pride, and I was thankful that, you know, I know you and Eli... Um, you guys are your musical taste is is much much wider and more current than mine but at the same time you guys love that old soul music and i think that's i don't know as a dad who does music um i don't know why that makes me proud yeah well i i give a lot of credit to that cd <laughs> from target from so. target thank you dad and thank you target yes um, so thank you heat wave so that's the first question um, so earth wind and fire is your mm -hmm. answer Second question, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? You and I have all kinds of discussions. Uh, we go back and forth. And man, for me, there's no question. It's Kobe Bean Bryant, <laughs> without a doubt. And you know, I, I, there's probably people laughing like, what? Over Michael? Over LeBron? And... You know, I am sure that's a very biased opinion, but Kobe, um, for me, you know, obviously, you know, his five championship rings, the few with Shaq, and then he won on his own. Well, not on his own, but without Shaq. Watching this dude grow up young, and I remember, Josh, as you know, you know, we're a Laker family, mm -hmm. and 
I remember uh, Kobe's rookie year. He was like clean shaven, bald, and um, they were playing Utah in the uh, the uh, Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. or championship. And I think they might have gotten they might have it might have been they might have gotten swept or maybe it was five games a five game series whatever it was. Kobe. It seemed like Kobe lost. I mean, he he had a horrible game, and I saw. I remember him walking off the um, the court, you know, and try and whatever. What was he? Nineteen years old. Yeah. Trying to keep that swagger, but you could tell, man, there was a lot of pain and shame. And I think I I don't know. There's something that I related. Not as a, obviously I'm not an athlete, but just of a young person who feels like. I, the you know you're you're carrying the weight of of a lot of people and you fail, and I remember him walking off and there was this shame but also this confidence in him and all the the veteran teammates kind of like rubbing his head or you know patting their his shoulders like it's gonna be okay Kobe it's gonna be okay and then just seeing the rise yeah. year after year so and then obviously he was a connection for me, you and me mm-hmm. I mean I, I would I would like to say that. Just like I influenced your, your uh, love for a certain kinds of genre of music, I, want, I think I had something to do with you growing up a Laker fan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I won't say who, who my pick for greatest of all time I is. I was about to ask you. I'll keep that for later. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'd, obviously, I am a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And I think that one thing that... Uh, the reason Kobe has resonated with so many people is because he had those very human moments in his career. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he wasn't, I think about guys like LeBron James or Magic Johnson, who it's like they were chosen from the beginning to be the greatest. And, you know, those guys are great. But one thing that, that Kobe, at least for me, whenever I think about him is I don't think of a guy who, necessarily was the most athletic or the most naturally talented but I just think he wanted it more than his contemporaries yeah for a lot of his career and I think that that's inspiring to me because you know I have my own insecurities and and things where I fall short but when I think about Kobe I just think hey if you're willing to put the work in and put the grind in you can be a five-time NBA champion or whatever. I'm not going to be an NBA champion, but I can be a champion at something else. And uh, I know it because I've seen Kobe do it and I've seen him do it with hard work. So, yeah. Well, as you know, in our, we turn our, our, our little bonus room upstairs into a, uh, a workout room. And I, uh, I have this mama mentality, Kobe poster. And, you know, I, I don't have, outside of my own family, we, we don't have any pictures of other people mm-hmm. in our house. And I have two. Do you know who they are outside of family? It's Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I th- is it Magic? Mm, uh, no. Who it's is? Pictures. Wait, let me think. Kobe Bryant and... Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Kobe Bryant and Billy Graham. Oh. I mean... Those guys, men, I should say, have uh, influenced me in in, uh, in different ways. You know, uh, Billy Graham with his faith and with his passion uh, to spread the gospel literally all over the world. And and me and uncles actually, and mom, in fact, had the opportunity to meet him on one of these uh, crusades in L.A. that we sang at, and he a Billy Graham crusade and then Kobe never had the opportunity to meet him. But one of my all time favorite memories is, you know, but this about Kobe, do you know this one? Maybe when, when we, uh, when we went to go watch him. Yeah. Yeah. That was his last season, right? His last season and his last game in Memphis. How did we tell you that? Cause it, w- it was a surprise. Did you know, when did you find out? Uh, I knew that we were going to go to the game in Memphis. I remember yep. I had told you guys, I got to see Kobe play Yeah, because we knew it was his last game. And so we got tickets for the Memphis, the game in Memphis, but I, I, you guys didn't tell us how we were going to get there. 
yeah uh, until we were on the way and so i think i was with my dad and my brother eli and we were all i was already excited because i was gonna get to go see i'd never been to an nba game let alone see kobe bryant play so i was excited and my dad uh pulled us up to this parking lot and there's a big tour bus sitting in the parking lot yeah and my dad said guys we're this is how we're going to the game and so uh we were ecstatic and so me and all my cousins and my uncles we all hopped on the bus and rode down to memphis and watched kobe bryant play basketball and that is that's one of my favorite memories with you too dad i love that so good answer all right were you surprised by my answer uh yeah a little yeah, bit okay I thought I thought you might have said someone old that's what I thought you were <laughs> gonna say uh, but uh, uh, so anyways for our, the, for the third question um and this question is really the heart of this podcast dad and so um answer it however answer it um you're fine okay it's mom mom's calling okay um answer it however you feel but it's just this. What's going on at home? Whew. Man, that's a great loaded question, Josh. What's going on at home? Well, you know we're empty nesters now. Mm-hmm. Me and mom just celebrated uh, 28 years of being married and uh, last month, in, well, in March. 28 years, so Eli, your younger brother, got married in October. You uh, got engaged and now getting married in August. And um, so me and mom, you know, we've been, uh, I feel like all of our marriage, which we have been married for more than half of my life. So I've been married more, longer than I have been single. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know, when we first got married, it was all about just that typical family desires you know buy you a house get you a get yourself in a good school district where you can eventually put your kids and then you know and Eli came along and our life was and I love it I'm not complaining our life was consumed with just like you said earlier putting food on the table Mm -hmm. and keeping you guys clothed and putting you guys in the best school district that we could afford and and man, it's it's been a, a I would got, I have to say that man, God has been so so faithful and so good to us, better than we deserve. Not to sound um, dramatic or anything like that, but really, it, it's been a a, a good life. Yeah. And so now, being empty nesters, there are some nights where man, mom and I would just visit. Uh, and just enjoy, just enjoy being alone because it's so new for us. And then there'll be other times when, dude, we're, we're sad. We miss you guys. Um, I'm thankful that you guys live in, this, you know, in the same city as us. But I was thinking, because now you know, we have friends that are kind of some that are ahead of us in this season by, many, by several years. And then there are others that we're walking during this time, this empty nesting. Their kids are getting married. You're getting married. And so we're kind of in the same season. But I thought the other day, man, what it would be like if you and Eli didn't live, at, didn't live in the same town as us. And I know that, that that's common for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we'd make it and we'd probably end up visiting you guys a lot wherever you guys ended up moving to. But, man, I'm so thankful you guys are as close as you are. Yeah. Uh, so in a nutshell, home is awesome and home is sad. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting you brought up uh, being an empty nester. Uh, so, you know, last weekend I went uh, with my cousin Jackson and yep. my friend Michael for Michael's bachelor party and we had a long drive down to uh, Destin, Florida, and so we were talking a lot on the on the way. And some, so both, well, Michael's engaged, Jackson is engaged, and I'm engaged as well. So wow, we, so all your friends are getting engaged. Yeah. So we, 
somehow it came up about having kids. Um, And we talked about, you know, when do you want to start having kids? And um, both Jackson and Michael said, oh, we're going to wait. We want to wait for till till we're more stable. And, you know, and I understand that. And they asked me and I said, you know, I. I'm I'm not sure I want to wait. I feel like I would like to have start having kids sooner than later, and obviously that's not just my decision. That's also Alexis's. Sure, but, sure. Um, and they asked me, "Why do you want to start now?" And I said, "And maybe this is a crazy line of thinking, but I said, well, the sooner I have them, the sooner I can get them out of the house.'" <laughs> and and I said because I've seen my parents now that me and my Mm. brother are out of the house and I feel like, you know, I feel like you guys are really enjoying and embracing being empty nesters. And so I I told them, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to be in a wheelchair going to taking my kids to school. And so, um, but I, I would like to be an empty nester and be able to enjoy that time with Alexis. How, however long that is once we're adult or I guess we already are adults, but once we're more established adults. And so that's interesting. You say that because, um, so mom and I, we got married. Um, and I think you were born, we got married in, um, 93, March of 93. And then you were born in June of 96. So we, I mean, three years, right. Mm -hmm. We were by just us for three years. And I, I don't, Man, when I look back at the, I mean, three years is not long, but it's, it's what, 36 months. It's pretty long, right? Mm-hmm. To be honest, Josh, it, it was a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we had fun. I mean, mom and I sometimes um, discuss that we both worked at Dillard's. Do you even know what Dillard's is? Yeah. Okay, so I worked in men's clothing and mom worked for Clinique. And literally, she was just on the other side of the wall. <laughs> and it seemed like we we just worked to pay our bills and to go out with friends on the weekends. Mm-hmm. We didn't, didn't we didn't have a lot of responsibilities. And then once you came along, I remember mom. Uh, uh, by that time, she went back to start cutting hair. And she looked at me and she, literally, it was minutes after you were born. Minutes. I mean, they had just cleaned you up, wiped all the, the blood off of you and stuff. And I remember her with tears in her eyes looking at me and saying, honey, I'm not going back to work. I'm staying home. If I was ever freaked out, it was then because I thought, well, she was the main breadwinner. And I was like, man, how am I going to take care of my family? Of course, 25 years later, you know, here we are. And, um, but now I, I never imagined that, I don't know, I guess 50, 51 and being empty nesters, is that young? I don't know, but I do feel like me and mom still have a, a lot of years together. So I'm thankful we had you and Eli when we did really thankful. And I'm grateful that you guys are out. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I'll have some time to think about yeah. when I, when I want to start having kids, but I think, you know, moving out of the house. So we're in my, my first apartment on my own that you just helped me clean. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, it's clean. I, uh, I think I really, well, so I lived on my uh, quote on my own in college. Um, I had roommates though, and I also, you know, I was working, but I wasn't making a lot of money, and I knew I could call you and mom whenever I needed help. So, mm-hmm. um, this living here, so I moved into this apartment last August. So it'll be, it's been over half a year, and I think just uh, learning new responsibilities. You know, you always hear the bills start coming and they don't stop, and. Uh, how's that been for you (laughs) it's been it's been good it's been uh you know it's just been a a real like you don't really understand what that's like until 
until you live that. And yeah. so I think it's been a good experience for me um, just working and I see my money come in and then I just think, wow, it's just going right yeah. back out. And so uh, maybe that's naive of me to for that to be a revelation to me, but that was a, an adjustment for sure. Dude, can I say this? When you, you Early when we started this podcast out, you thanked me for introducing you to that R&B soul music. I want to thank you. In fact, I don't even know if I've ever thanked you or Eli, and but yet mom and I talk about this a lot. I feel like we did the best with you guys we could. And as you know, as you know, we make, uh, there's a lot of times where we'll have conversations when we'll apologize to you because we realize just the mistakes we made as parenting or at home, the many, many mistakes. You guys have been gracious, but I got to tell you, one thing we do talk about is since you moved out and since Eli moved out, Eli didn't go to college. Eli, Eli moved out October. I think Eli moved out about a year after he graduated, Mm -hmm. right? A little bit over a year. Neither of you have ever asked for a dime. Do you know that? Do you re- realize that? No, no, I didn't know that. I mean, and you know, I, I mean, we would give it, and I, you know, it, without a doubt, without quest, any questions asked. But I, I thank you and thank your brother uh, that you guys have done uh, well. You guys have done great. Mom well, and I have extra money, man. Well, <laughs> we maybe I didn't ask for it, but I think I prayed for it sometimes because prayed for money. <laughs> <laughs> I may not have asked, but you and Mom definitely did help me, especially in like my my last year or so of college. And yeah. I think uh, I was so ready to be done with college, and uh, you guys definitely helped eased the the mm. the struggle for me that last that last year and you know thankfully I graduated and I have a degree and um I didn't go hungry while I was there so I Dude. didn't know that though and yeah no you guys have done well and again you you know uh for those that are don't know much about us you are the first and only college graduate in 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 our family mm-hmm. You know, me, mom, and you and Eli. And man, that's something to be proud of. Eli obviously is killing it as an entrepreneur on his own. But man, going to college, getting your degree, dude, so proud. And no one will ever take take that away from you. We have a little bit of time left. I do want to talk to you um, since we're talking about college. You know, so college, like you said, neither of my parents went to college. Um and, you know, my peers when I was in high school, um, most of their parents did go to college. So it w- college was an expectation for, for my friends um, growing up, but it wasn't for me. Mm. I never, you and mom never told me, oh, you're going to college or you need to do this and you need to study that. It, it really was my decision. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious to ask you, as a person who never went to college, um, how do you feel about like the value of college for, for young people today? What do you think about, about that? I'm thankful you went. Uh I'm really thankful. Um, so when I graduated from high school, you know, I graduated in, in, in the islands and in the islands, I would say education, uh, what would, how long ago did I graduate? That would have been, man, 34 years ago, 33 years ago. And I remember at graduation ceremony when different people were standing up getting acknowledged for their scholarships. And I've had this sadness in me because I didn't get any scholarships. And it, it wasn't necessarily because I, you know, I, I couldn't. It was just that in our home with grandma and grandpa, education was, 
I mean, it was supported. It wasn't frowned upon, but it was not the most important thing. Faith was. Mm. And so to be honest, Josh, I never even filled out any applications to go to college. Grandma was sick with cancer. So, I mean, there's all, so none of us uncles went to college. Uncle Dave had the opportunity. We could have all, I would have said we would have made it. We'd have probably struggled with the culture shock and all that, but that was not really an option to us. So when we had our kids, mom, she went to trade school, got her cosmetology license. She didn't want to go to college. Mm -hmm. And she'll, she tells a story. I'll let her tell the story when she comes on the podcast. But, um, so, you know, mom has owned her business ever since she was out of maybe five years out of college, uh, cutting hair. And, and then me and uncle started our, you know, career music uh, 30 years ago. And so, I think I knew education was important uh, and I know education is important. I think it's, I value education, man. I respect some of my friends who are doctors and have masters and bachelors and whatever, who are professors. I, I have the utmost respect for them, but I'll honestly say this too, Josh, I don't, uh, a close friend whose son he graduated the same year as you and he didn't want to go to college. His dad really wanted him to go. And I remember him coming to me and saying, Mr. Joe, my dad wants me to talk to you. And I don't know, um, if his dad thought I was going to tell him that he needed to go to college. Uh, but I just told him, dude, college will really open those doors for you, but college isn't for everyone. And he ended up not going to college Six years later, he owns his own business, construction business, doing really well in town, proud of him. So um, I think college is awesome, but I also think that it's not the only option. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, um, I, looking back on my time, I went to, I graduated from Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. And looking back at my time there, you know, I don't think it was, I definitely don't think it was, oh, I, it wasn't wasted. I think I got a lot out of, um, just my experience down there. I think that maybe if I could go back and talk to myself when I was a freshman, I would have told myself, don't expect to learn as much in the classroom, but do expect to learn more outside. Really? And you know, maybe that's not the experience for everyone, but I think that, you know, my time in college, I grew a lot. I, the, I grew a lot. And most of that growth happened from my experiences, more just being away from home Mm. and, um, you know, not having mom and dad keeping me accountable or, or to lean on and, you know, I, I left school with a degree, which has helped me get my first job. And, um, you know, thankfully I, I left school not having a bunch of debt. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that is not the experience for everyone. I know maybe 30 years ago, a degree guaranteed you a good job, but I don't know if it does today. I, I actually think it probably doesn't guarantee you Mm. a good job. And plus the debt that, that um you can leave school with you got to start paying that off and so if if i think about my younger cousins and i would tell if they came to me and asked me what should i do about college i would tell them well one what's your plan on how you're going to pay for it yeah and you know it's hard when you're 18 19 years old to think about that i think there's so many kids that are they're just going to these schools because they got accepted and their parents want them to go and they have no idea what it means to take out a four year student loan. Yeah. And so I would tell my cousins, make sure, how are you going to pay for it? Because someone has to pay for it. Sure. And number two, I would say, what are you going to study? Because the degree that's, that's the most valuable thing that the college can give you. And so just make sure that, your degree is going to be uh, something that you can use because, and 
that's not to say if you want to study something that maybe the world says isn't going to get you a great job and you feel like that's what you want to do, then go for it. But I would also say, you know, is there a way to, to, to grow in that without without taking out a student loan? Sure, man. And I think for you, Josh, I'll say this, that you going to college, although the family didn't go every time you would come home, um, bring a friend or tell us stories about different ones. It, it brought in our, uh, what's the word I'm looking our perspective, Mm. because, you know, we, again, like I said, we, uh, in our immediate family, college wasn't, um, a priority. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pushed. Like you got to go to college. You got to go to college. And nothing's wrong with that. I mean, I've got cousins that that grew up in homes that man, college was, it was it was not an option. They had to go, and and they're doing well. But you going to college and you experiencing, like you said, life in the classroom, but probably more, uh, mostly life outside, with the friendships and the relationships you had, it brought in me and mom's uh, horizons and our perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you went to a college where there was people from all over the world, uh, not just here in Tennessee. And even though you went to a private Christian college, wouldn't you say that there was there were people there that were not necessarily Christians? Oh, yeah. And Lee, you, you can find everything you find at a state school, you can find at Lee. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And obviously there is a, a faith-based uh, foundation at Lee. But, um, yeah, I mean, the world is... You can't hide from the world, so. And our world, I think, got bigger when you went to college. Yeah. I I guess that's what I would say. And then Eli, on the other hand, you know, I thought he was going to go play football and play for Air Force or and leave. And I was excited about that. Yeah. Going to live my my sports dreams through him. And then I remember when him he called me and said, Dad, I, I don't I don't have the drive. I don't love football enough to go. Mm-hmm. And watching his journey for the last four years has been, man, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So I think I do want to say, cause I remember when, when that happened with Eli, um, and you know, I, it didn't affect me. I wasn't sad. I was just like, Oh, Eli's doing what he wants to do. But I think back about, uh, even my, when I was in a senior in high school, I had a full ride scholarship to go to another school, yep. not Lee. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had a dorm there. I had roommates. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was going to study. And, you know, I was 17 when I graduated high school. So yeah. as a 17 year old, I came to you. I think I came to both you and mom and I said, guys, I don't think I'm supposed to go to this school. Um, and I think back about that and there was no guarantee of what I was going to do after. I didn't really even have a plan, but you and mom were able to support me in that decision, Mm. even though looking back on it, maybe it wasn't the smartest decision at that time, turning down a full ride scholarship to a good school. And, and you guys did the same thing with Eli. Hmm. Um, Just being Willie. I don't know if you guys trusted us or trusted God or what it was, but I, I know that, that couldn't have been easy for, for you guys. Man, Josh, I remember that. And just because it seemed like your whole junior and senior year was all about, you know, you being our firstborn and none of us ever going to college. And then you, you know, you were, did you did well academically. And um, when you were taking your, not the SAT, the ACT, ACT tests yeah. and your tests were coming high, we knew, oh, and you know, mom and I, man, we, it's not like we had a bunch of money saved up for you to go to college. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we would tell you when you were kids, guys, if you want to go to college, you're going to have to get a scholarship. I, and I knew that either both you and Eli could get sports scholarship, athletic scholarships. I just didn't know you, yours would be an academic one. Mm-hmm. And so your whole junior and senior year was like taking the SAT, ACT and then, okay, where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? And then you, you were going to go to, uh, I think I came down to Alabama and UT. You were going to go mm-hmm. to UT. Yeah. 
what and so I, I don't think it was hard and I could be wrong maybe I don't remember clearly but it wasn't hard to support you because I knew that it was something had to happen in you for you all of a sudden to change your mind because you were not you were a pretty independent mm -hmm. 17 year old you weren't afraid you were you know you're people love being around you I had no uh, question that you were gonna go to UT and 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 just do well I was shocked like what after all this work you that you did um, I remember f you filling out essays and everything and gathering essays from counselors and teachers and and then you got in and so I am sure I was shocked. It wasn't hard to uh, for me and mom to support your decision because we knew that he's worked so hard. So something major must have happened for you to come because all your friends were going. Mm -hmm. What was that? To be honest, I, I I don't really know if I can say there was like a one instant where I just was like, oh, I'm not going to go anymore. I just think I think back on it and I think that. I realized that, you know, all of my friends were going to schools and I, th I think I was, I really sat and thought to myself, all right, am I, am I doing this because I want to do it or am I doing this because everyone else is doing mm. it? And, you know, I think about growing up at some point, you and mom instilled into me and Eli that, hey, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Mm. You guys, and part of that is because I grew up with kids who their parents went to college and they had degrees and my parents didn't. And my dad was a drummer and my mom was a cosmetologist mm -hmm. and I had just as good a life as my friends did. And so I think I learned just, maybe you guys never said it directly to me, but I just learned that, hey, if I, I can do what I want to do and still be successful. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I think you guys taught me that. One more story about college. I don't. This is a story about. We'll finish off with this, and okay. so you guys know how cool my dad is. Uh, <laughs> so, like you said, I did have good grades in high school, and I tested well. And um, I remember, I my junior year, I was I applied to a bunch of schools, and I got accepted to every single school I applied to, except for one, which was my Your dream, dream school, school mm -hmm. um, the University of Southern California. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was anticipating, I knew, okay, I could be getting my letter from USC any day now, any day now. And it finally came in and um, I pulled it up on the laptop and we were downstairs in the living room with, I, it was you and mom. And I got the letter and it said, Josh, you did it. Thank you for applying all this stuff but if all I saw was I did not get accepted into USC and I remember I cried mm -hmm. I was I didn't even know how much it meant to me until I found out I wasn't getting in and this is this is the perks of having Joe Katina as your dad so it was a bad day that's how I started the day it was in the morning I got that that letter and then a few hours later I got a text on my phone and it said Hey, Josh, this is Matt Barkley. Hmm. Your dad told me about what happened. And I don't remember exactly what he said. And for those of you who don't know, Matt Barkley is, he was the quarterback of the USC football team um, at that time. And he's friends with my dad and my uncles, and he's in the NFL now. Um, and as a young man, getting a text from Matt Barkley, I was a huge USC football fan hmm. that you know, it didn't change the fact that I didn't get into USC, but I knew that if my, if I didn't have who I had as my dad, I wouldn't be getting a text from Matt Barkley. Wow. So I, I always remember that. And that was, that was a great, uh, one of the coolest texts I've ever gotten. Man. Thanks for, thanks for reminding me about that, Josh. I, uh, I remember that day clearly. I just remember, I just had a, uh, a flashback me and mom had been watching idol american mm -hmm. idol and i think man i i think i relate so well to that show because i mean we all have dreams right we all grow up in in homes with 
it doesn't matter what home you're if you're in a if you grow up in a good home then you learn how to dream some good dreams if you grow up in a broken home like so many um you have these dreams to like do better for your family i grew up in a good home you know uh but there was also brokenness and again going back to the whole college thing I guess as a young dad, I thought, oh, I didn't get to go to college. That was an option. So my kids, they should get to go. And then when you got to go wherever you want, want uh, really, you could go anywhere except the place you dreamed about going. I was so mad at SC. I don't think I was a fan for (laughs) like six months. But when I watch Idol... And kids, they don't make it onto the next round and they come. It's usually their parent, that sing, that dad or that mom who's waiting for them. And they turn the corner and they got this look. They're trying to be strong and they kind of just shake their head like, didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Man, I, 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 it's a hard for me to hold back tears because I think about you and I think about Eli. I think about you that you didn't get to go to SC like you wanted to. Um, I think about the times where, you know, Eli almost made it to that state championship and he, he, he didn't make it. And I think, you know, when you when we're talking about what's going on at home, I just want to. Are we ending? Yeah. Are we? I just want to encourage a parent, a single parent out there or a a mom and a dad who, man, you're trying to give, do everything you can to give your kids better than you had. It's not in vain. Um, Someday, like today, you'll be reminded by your son or your daughter, hey, dad or mom, Remember that thing that you did for me? And maybe you might not remember as a parent, but your child will remind you and you look back at it and think, dang, it was worth it. Awesome. Well, Dad, thank you for your time. Uh, Look forward to doing this again with you sometime soon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'll do it with you anytime, Josh. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And remember this, Kobe Bryant's the best of all time. We'll end it on that. Thank you for everyone for tuning in to our first episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. We'll be back with more soon. Have a great day.